mutual friends met you in the summer so innocent busy weekends this is california now a podcast produced by visit california i'm satirius johnson That's singer and musician Alexa Capelli, who you might recognize from The Voice on NBC and who grew up in California's Inland Empire. Not everyone knows there's a vast expanse of uncrowded wilderness amid the Southern California bustle, but that's the place today's episode is all about. Before my interview with Alexa, I talked to Joel Green, the award-winning host of the PBS show Curiosity Quest. He also created the TV series Inland Empire Explorer, and he'll tell us about everything from surprising spots for alpine scenery to his favorite Inland Empire donut shops. I'm absolutely in love with the pink mochi donut. And of course, they top it with all different flavors, but it is so good. And now that we're talking about it, I know where I'm heading to next. And for our California questionnaire, I chat with Jerry Rowley, who runs the venerable Logan's Candies in Ontario, California. The shop is nearly a century old, and lately, videos of Jerry's candy-making demos on TikTok have been racking up views and followers in the millions. That's all coming up on California Now. A big part of my job comes down to talking to the right person for a given segment. And when you want to do an interview about exploring the Inland Empire, well, the right person is probably the award-winning host who created the TV series Inland Empire Explorer. Joel Green is perhaps best known for hosting the PBS show Curiosity Quest. He's also the guy to ask for tips when you're planning a long weekend in the area. Welcome to California Now, Joel. Satirius, thank you so much for having me on as a guest. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, let's start with with Inland Empire Explorer. For folks who aren't familiar, how long have you been doing it and where'd the idea come from? Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, we started back in 2010 and really Inland Empire Explorer was born of necessity, two different necessities. Uh, As you mentioned, we have been doing a PBS TV show called Curiosity Quest for over 20 years now. And at the time we were doing this show, all of our show topics are based on letters we get from kids. And so in the very beginning, we had this local show, Curiosity Quest. We were doing local topics from local viewers, and it was fantastic. And then what happened is we had a PBS distributor pick us up nationally, and they said to us, hey, you need to do content nationally. So we thought, sounds great. So went on the road for a couple of years and realized, oh, my gosh, I'm missing my my local hometown. I'm missing <laughs> all the things around us. Right. And our fans were saying and asking, hey, what is there to do in this area? We always have to go to L.A. There's nothing in our own backyard. And of course, we were like beating our heads against the wall going, there's plenty to do in the Inland Empire. And I wanted to get off the road. So those two things right there, getting off the road and showing people what to do in our backyard, i.e. Explorer, Inland Empire Explorer is born in 2010. That is so great. It's so nice to be recognized uh, and then to be elevated. But then I love that you were not going to be torn away from your roots. I mean, uh, I mean, the Inland Empire doesn't have quite the same level of name recognition as some other parts of California do, say, like Hollywood. Um, Is that kind of what drew you to kind of like staying in your own backyard? Well, you know, I'm I'm a resident of the Inland Empire, have been, uh, I mean, forever. 
And there's so many wonderful things here. And we hear it all the time. The Inland Empire, you're absolutely correct. It doesn't get the notoriety that it deserves. LA and Orange County usually take that spotlight around here. But we have this massive area, San Bernardino, Riverside County. I mean, massive areas on any map. And it's just this oasis of a backyard of desert, mountains, valleys, lakes, so many incredible things. So, yeah, as a resident here, as somebody who absolutely loves this area, I want to share it with everybody. And it is kind of like a a quirky place, right? I mean, I imagine that has to be part of the fun, too, kind of surprising people and maybe even sometimes being surprised yourself. I love it when people say to us when we do a feature on something or we've recorded something and they say to us, I've lived in this city for X amount of years. I had no idea that that existed. And of course, when we got to do these spots, we didn't know they existed either because all of our content is based on viewers telling us or recommending us where to go. So we get surprised all the time, as well as surprising people who actually live in these cities. So, Joel, let's say I'm, I'm in the area for a few days and I'm, I'm trying to map out my itinerary. Where all should I go? Maybe maybe I start in your own backyard in, in Rancho Cucamonga, right? So what are some of the must-dos while I'm there? My first on the list is starting off my morning at the one and only Clatch Coffee in the old vineyard winery building right off Route 66. Fantastic. Right next door, Ivy Juice Bar. Oh my gosh. Talk about huge acai bowls. That's a place to go. It's right in Rancho Cucamonga, Route 66. It's, it's fantastic. Hmm. Shall I continue? Oh, yes. Well, let, well, you know, so we started out in Rancho Cucamonga where you, you're located. What are some of the must-dos while I'm there? If you want to be outdoors, um, Etiwanda Falls, it's a nice hike. It's about, what, a mile and a half, two-mile hike up the side of uh, the mountains here, right in uh, north uh, Rancho Cucamonga. And there's this wonderful waterfall. And most time of the year, there's a lot of waterfall going on. Obviously, if it's dry, there's not as much water um, coming down. But it's this wonderful hike up the mountain in this gorgeous view of our wonderful Inland Empire. If we're staying with activities here in the area, I mean, we have the outdoor beautiful uh, um, shopping center called Victoria Gardens. It's all outdoors. It's kind of the crown jewel of Rancho Cucamonga. But not far from there is actually one of the top tourist destinations in all of California, known as the Ontario Mills. So this indoor, it's like 1.3 million square feet of shopping, including theaters and a bunch of other activities surrounding it. But that's just right in this area right here, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I gather, you know, some great stops for food. Say we wanted to catch some lunch, uh, say, around Rancho Cucamonga. So there's I'll tell you this. We've got a couple of these indoor halls, uh, one in Rancho that comes to mind and one in Riverside that comes to mind. Rancho Cucamonga, it's Haven City Market. It's an indoor, basically one stop shop for all types of food. So Mediterranean food barbecue, burgers, wings, um, Asian food. I mean, it is fantastic spot. In fact, it's one of our family's favorite spots because we go there and I've got two kids and my, my wife, if we go there, we split up and say, we'll meet everybody back here in 10 minutes. So we all go and get our own type of food and we sit down and we can either sit down indoors or outdoors. That's what I love about those kind of places is that you don't have to decide on one cuisine. Everybody can kind of do their thing and then you all eat at the same table and it's really great. Yeah, Riverside has a spot called the Riverside Food Lab. Very similar. It is. It's, these are these are really cool, and I know they're becoming more popular uh, around the state. So, absolutely a lot of fun. So, what are some of your favorites at these uh, at these uh, food halls? 
Oh my gosh. Well, uh, Bubba K's has this Mediterranean food that is to die for. It is my favorite. I, I just love it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker when it comes to Mediterranean food. I absolutely love it. And there's a place called Belly and Snout in there. And they have this adobe pork belly sandwich that is, oh my gosh, it's one of the, in my cheat days, that's where I'm going. Absolutely. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> what, what's like, say, one more place around Rancho Cucamonga that always surprises people? So I'm going to tell you a place. It's, uh, it's in San Bernardino. It's about 22 minutes from Rancho. It's a place called Cafe Organics. And I think what's so surprising about this place is it's a vegan gastropub style food place. And if I don't tell people it's vegan, they go there and they are blown away hmm. after they try the food about how incredible it is. We're talking wings, all different types of like breakfast style food, sandwiches, um, burgers. It is absolutely fantastic. And they serve uh, alcohol, non-alcohol drinks. So it is one of those places that is super shocking when people go to experience it for the first time. Wow, that's really great. Now, of course, you're not that far from the legendary Logan's Candies in Ontario. Um, we're talking to them later on in this episode. Is there a specific memory or story you could share from there? Jerry is one of the nicest, I mean, the perfect guy to be the candy man. He really <laughs> is. He's so nice, so wonderful. And yeah, I think for me, Logan's holds a very special place in my heart. Um, they've been around forever and they'll, I'll let you, them tell that story. But our first year of recording Curiosity Quest, we're talking way back in 2001 through 2002, uh, one of our very first spots that we ever featured some umpteen hundred episodes later was at Logan's <laughs> uh -huh. and we made candy canes. And it was the first time I'd ever seen what a candy can, how it was made, the process of being in a candy store and really getting to meet Jerry and the family. And I just absolutely fell in love with them. We, we stay in touch all the time. I, I'm there at least once or twice a year stopping by, but um, I mean, it's such a fun place. Is there anything I might not know to ask them about that I should? Um, so every, I will say this, everybody talks about the candy canes and rightfully so they own the holiday season when it comes to, you know, candy canes and, and that type of, uh, food, ask him about his chocolates. Mm. I mean, the chocolates, the dipped chocolates, cause the candy cane always gets a lot, all their, um, hard candies get a lot of publicity, but their chocolates, they're covered. Um, honeycomb is to die for. That sounds amazing. And I'm a big chocolate fan. And I always love going to these small kind of family owned shops that actually, you know, make the stuff there themselves. That's always just like I love supporting it. And the quality of the stuff is just you just can't match it. Yeah. And that's I mean, honestly, that is the whole backbone of Inland Empire Explorer. We want to highlight where to go, what to do, what to see, what to eat in this area and supporting the local mom and pop businesses. Let's go to Riverside next. What do you recommend there? I think you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't stop in at the Mission Inn. I mean, it is this iconic place in the Inland Empire, in uh, Riverside specific, this beautiful destination. If you can, stay a night there, stay a couple nights there. Um, and right around the Mission Inn are these wonderful spots. They have the downtown area where you can walk back and forth uh, throughout this, this, you know, shopping, grabbing bites to eat. And right around the corner from there, they have two of the most popular taco places that our viewers are telling us about all the time. And that's mm -hmm. Tio's Tacos and Taco Station. And they're literally, mm -hmm. I mean, I think 100 yards from each other. 
it, Tio's Taco is one of the spots that I think everybody has to visit. You know, the food is fantastic. It's wonderful. But the spot itself, I think, has made itself on bizarre list, most unique list, <laughs> top <laughs> 10 list. The place is absolutely unreal. It's even hard to describe. It's so unique. Oh, I was just about to ask you to describe it because now, you know, I got to (laughs) know. I will say this, that um, it's this gentleman who came here and he basically wanted to make the area or the, this, his shop as unique as possible. And he used all things that people were throwing away. That whole one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm -hmm. And he literally just built all this entire, like, it's not fair to call it a museum. It is fair to call it a work of art, but this entire place is just surrounded by all this uniqueness that this man put into this one place. In fact, I'll tell you a quick story. We were filming years ago at this place and his daughter was the one taking me around to record. And I was asking like, what are some of the items that he's used? Bottle caps and bottles and uh, hoses and metal and anything he can get his hands on. In fact, one day I came home from school and I asked my dad where my bicycle was. Oh and no! My dad said, "This is what she told me on camera." Well, I needed a piece to to go in the back cement area, and so I put your old bike in the cement. I thought you were done with it, honey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, and then she took me over to show me it in the cement. So, anyways, oh, fantastic wow. place. That's that's amazing. And what what do you what do you order there? I mean, what's your favorite? There's a couple of the enchilada platters there that I really enjoy. There's a, a fish, I'm going to mess up the name of it, but a fish dish there that I really like too. And it's, a, it's ask for the fish dish, the most popular fish dish. They'll know which one it is. Yeah. About a hundred yards from there is Taco Station. This cool looking old like gas station feel type place and fantastics. And I will say this, the pirate taco, it's not on their menu. Tell them I sent you, ask for the pirate taco. It is to die for. What's in it? It's, uh, oh my gosh, cheese. Uh, it, it's topped with this uh, part of an avocado. And anytime we show the video or anytime the video is out there and people see it, they're always like, why is it just avocado? Why no salsa? Why nothing on there? But it's, uh, oh my gosh, a carny, uh, cheese, avocado. It's it's just, fan- it's simple and it's fantastic. Yeah, that sounds great. What's another must you always send people to in Riverside and the surrounding areas? So Riverside, you know, it depends on what people are looking for, but I always tell people, look, we have this Marchfield Air Museum. It's on the border of Riverside and Moreno Valley, and it's such a unique place. It's so cool. You have all these old warplanes, this absolutely beautifully stunning museum there. In Riverside, you also have the California Citrus State Historic Park, which is, you know, celebrates uh, the citrus of this area and how this area grew, the Riverside area grew. So it's it's definitely a place that you you got to visit. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful place and a lot of history, too. Ton of history. And I, I mean, that's, that's what this California is all about, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, all right. So let's say next I want to head up to up the mountain toward Lake Arrowhead and Big Bear Lake. What have you got for me there? So, I mean, there's a couple different spots. First of all, just the drive itself is absolutely second to none. You know, people who don't live in the Inland Empire are not always aware. Like if you're going to go skiing in Southern California, most likely you're going to be going skiing in the Inland Empire. So you have to travel through the IE in order to get up to Big Bear. And you're still in the Inland Empire while you're up in Big Bear, uh, up at one of their places, or you're going to go to Wrightwood, um, which has Mountain High, but you're still in that Inland Empire area. So if you're up in Big Bear, obviously you want to stop in the village. I say obviously, maybe it's not obvious. But you want to go stop in the village. There's plenty of food places, a variety of uniqueness from Indian food to Asian food to Mexican food. 
Saucy Mama's Pizza to burgers. And one of my favorite spots, I always tell people it's very unique, is Copper Q. And Copper Q is a a coffee spot. I love coffee, if you can't tell. (laughs) A bakery. And they have this place in the back where they actually have like cooking classes. And they teach you how to make things right there in the Copper Q. And then if you go to the other side of the store, they have all these, you know, books and decorative things you can purchase and buy. But it's it's just such a unique, fun uh, place uh, to be up in Big Bear. Yeah, that sounds so cool. So uh, what else while I'm out that way? So, you know, just the drive uh, from Big Bear through Lake Arrowhead, through Crestline, it's just one of those things that I always, you got to go experience it. There's plenty of lookout points where you're overview, you know, overlooking the Inland Empire. And it's just, it's, it's absolutely fantastic and gorgeous. And it's not views that you can just get anywhere in California because you're looking at a valley just full of people down below, but you can see as far as the ocean on some days, you can see as far as San Diego, North San Diego County on some days or way out in the desert, depending on which area you're, you're, you're looking off. So it's just that drive alone is absolutely stunning. And there's plenty of little spots along the way, you know, for you to, you know, go and shop at or go to pick up a quick bite to eat along the way, but it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And that's always part of the fun of uh, a little road trip is kind of just discovering those spots along the way. And also the, those views that you really can only get while you're on the road is really cool. Absolutely. I mean, we're called Inland Empire Explorer for a reason. That's what we want to do is we want to explore as much as we can. <laughs> right, right. All right. So let's wrap up further south in Temecula. What do you love about that area? You know, I got to tell you, I think I'm really late to the game in Temecula. And I say that because I, I don't I don't drink a lot. And so we have Southern California's wine country and for Temecula Valley is known as Southern California's wine country. Mm -hmm. And it's this wonderful Valley with just hills and hills of wineries. And it's only in the last few years where my wife enjoys wine. And so for a surprise one birthday, we, we rented a limo. You can do this by the way, Google it. You can, how do you do wine tours? And you can either rent a limo, a bus or however you want to go down there. So we rented a limo that picked us up at our house and took us down there and we toured several of the wineries. And it was the first time we had ever done that. It was so much fun. And one of the places that we both fell in love with is Ponte Inn and Winery. And I think we fell in love with it because it's a place you can actually stay and where you stay is kind of in the middle of the vineyard. So it's really beautiful. And right next to it, they have their wine shop and where they make all their wines in um, like samplings and everything. So it is in a, in a wonderful restaurant out back. So it's so cool and unique. And it's so beautiful. Uh, you know, the, the Inland Empire, again, we have hills, mountains, desert, and then you have these rolling hills with, with vineyards everywhere. And then of course, when you're down there, you have to stop into Old Town Temecula. It is so cool, so unique with every food option you can imagine. Yeah. You know, when people think of the California wine industry, they're always thinking of Northern California and they forget that there's a lot in uh, many other areas of the state. And I I love that Temecula is really beginning to be known for it. Yeah. Like I said, I'm late to the game. It's only been in the last few years that we've been going down there. But since we've been going down, uh, we were just there last week, as a matter of fact. That's great. Now, I know there's like one more thing that I'm told is mandatory. Um, I understand that you're a certified donut nut. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a little birdie told me. Yeah. So uh, what's one or two donut shops that that we haven't covered yet that you especially love? I love donuts. I'm just it's just a guilty pleasure. And I would say, okay, 
Let's drop us in a city. If you're in Corona, you've got to make your way out to Baker's Dozen Donuts. I, I mean, fantastic place. Been around forever. The family is wonderful. They treat all their customers amazing. And it's right off the 91 freeway in Maine. So it's an easy on and off. Even if you don't live in Corona, you got to stop off. If you're uh -huh. in Riverside, everyone knows about the donut bar in Riverside. They're recently new to the area. Big, huge place in San Diego that has now moved into the Riverside area. Fantastic, very unique stuff, um, including Pop-Tarts and Donuts. Very, very unique. <laughs> but my favorite, and not just my favorite, but our our fans' favorites, our you know, people who recommend it, is the one and only Painted Dough in Chino. I mean, this place, the owners are absolutely fantastic. Just wonderful. This place is just vibing. It's amazing. And the reason you go there, besides their incredible drinks that they keep making now, but the donuts are second to none, especially... I'm absolutely in love with the pink mochi donut. And of course they top it with all different flavors, but it is so good. And now that we're talking about it, I know where I'm <laughs> heading to next. Oh my God, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm a donut guy myself, I must say. Can you describe what the pink mochi donut tastes like? It's, it's so the, the pink really doesn't give it a, a any you know flavor unique flavor. The mochi is so it's soft, it's moist, it's uh you know it's mochi I believe is made from a rice uh, uh -huh. mixing or bat. I'm not a chef, so I don't want to yeah. Pretend. I think it's a rice flour or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a rice flour. But what they do is they top it with all from taro to cinnamon to uh, you know mango, uh, depending on what flavor he's working on for the week or the month. I mean, it's all, every time I go there, he hands me two or three new flavors that he, that he's, <laughs> that he has. And of course I can't choose. I, can't, I couldn't even tell you what my favorite is because everyone I try, I'm like, oh, this is the most amazing donut I've ever had. <laughs> oh, that is so cool that, you know, people are like, uh, kind of going beyond the regular kind of like chocolate glazed or whatever. It's like the creativity really just makes it stand out. I always ask him, why pink? What's what's with the pink? And his answer consistently. I've heard him even say it to other people out there. It's because we make them with love. I'm like, mm. okay, that's a good answer. That's, <laughs> that's good amazing. answer. Amazing. Well, Joel, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us on California Now. Thank you so much, Sotirius. I appreciate it. Joel Green is the creator, producer, and host of Inland Empire Explorer online at inlandempireexplorer.com and on Instagram and TikTok at ieexplorer. As always, we'll have links to all the places we talked about on today's episode and lots more on our website, visitcalifornia.com slash podcast. This is California Now. You might recognize Alexa Capelli from NBC's singing competition, The Voice, or know her music from recent features on MTV and Spotify's New Music Friday. Before she was racking up tens of millions of plays online, Alexa grew up in Upland, California, located in the Inland Empire, in the southwest corner of San Bernardino County. She's here to tell us about where she came from and perhaps a bit about what her future holds. Welcome to California Now, Alexa. Hi, thank you for having me. So just to set the stage here, you're in your early 20s and you already have several songs on Spotify with plays in the millions, plural. I mean, it seems like your music really resonates with people. Why do you think that is? I always say that my music is something that I can lean into when I'm going through something or needing to cope or just get out my emotions. And the fact that people relate to it is beyond me. It's one of my favorite things to sing live and hear and see people sing my lyrics back like it's like it's their words so I don't know I think relatability I think we're all kind of going through very similar stuff especially in early 20s 
yeah, I mean, hey, it makes me really happy that people do relate and that I don't feel alone when they do. So, yeah, no, definitely, you're definitely hitting the right notes there, resonating with people. Um, you know, some of your music features really lush production. Um, yet I saw where you recently tweeted, quote, I need to sit at a piano. <laughs> Is that usually where the magic happens? Oh, man. I, 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 When I write with people, it is so magical because I get to share my experience with others in the room and they'll share back with me what they relate and we can work out of, you know, that conversation. But when I sit at a piano alone, it usually gets a bit deeper because I don't have to try and justify or think about my thoughts in a way that makes sense. I can just kind of make little melodies um, and some of my most vulnerable songs have come out of me sitting at this piano. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of magic happens where music is and where I get to be vulnerable and be myself. I mean, is there any chance you might be game to give us kind of a low key live version of a song or two? Yeah. This song is called Say Something. Mutual friends met you in the summer so innocent busy weekends one after another dreaming falling soft the taste as you could be fun but i'll only chase if there's somewhere to run braver on the phone than face to face playing hard to get isn't my thing you're cool but i don't Wanna forget it, find a better problem to solve than you. Mm-hmm. Heaven sent, thinking that you're perfect. I don't blame you. So flirtatious, you lead me on, but I'll only chase if there's somewhere to run. Braver on the phone than face to
Wow, that was really nice. I have to say, you know, I I, I love the fully produced version, but that acoustic version is, you should think about an acoustic album. I mean, do all your songs like that. That is so cool. Thank you. I love, I love, I love a little acoustic moment. (laughs) (laughs) So Alexa, I, I watched the music video for your recent single on Spotify, Lose Lose, and it kind of plays with the idea of a no-win relationship. I mean, in the video, you, you're you playing games, rolling gutter balls at bowling, scratching at pool, knocking over giant chess pieces. Uh, the video actually looks like it was a lot of fun to make. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It was so fun to make. First of all, I can't play chess. I have no idea how. Um, it was a mission <laughs> of mine to learn how to play chess before the song came out, but that just didn't happen. Um, <laughs> But it was a cool visual because, you know, I do know that, okay, there's some games where, like, you just don't have a move. You just can't make any more moves. Like, you're stuck. Right. Um, right. No matter what you do, you're going to lose. And for this song, it was really not about a relationship. It was about a friendship. Um, But the music video was so fun because, like, all those games, one, I'm not very good at really any of them. Um, Bowling, (laughs) pool. So I really was, you know, there was a part of me that really was trying during these like shots. I mean, of course, the concept of the video is we want you to lose on purpose, but there was a part of me that was like really hoping I would get a strike at some <laughs> point. Um, and I just didn't. So love that for me. But the video was super fun and the editing process was cool too. Lots of like fun transitions, me and my team and the director. Yeah, I, I love I love music videos. I love the way that it can bring a song to life and I think it turned out really good. Yeah, I'm, I was so happy to see all of the all of your music videos because I, I know a lot of artists don't they don't really make a lot of music videos anymore. And I I'm of kind of like that MTV generation where I really enjoy a good music video because it does kind of lend a story and it just I just I just really like them and yours are so well made. I, they're just a lot of fun to watch. Thank you. So so you grew up in the Inland Empire and I hear you still go back and visit fairly regularly. What what do you love about the area? I mean, it's my hometown. I grew up there. Of course, my heart is there. And, um, you know, my parents, we lived pretty close to Mount Baldy. So I remember there's been some, you know, winters where we go up and we'd go like sledding or tubing. Yeah, I, I love the area. I love all the hikes that are around there. Lots of memories at like the colonies. And yeah, so um, tell people what the colonies are. The colonies are a little like shopping center like mall, a lot of restaurants and stuff. We used to go to Yogio like all the time. Like that was the place um, after school to go. And my mom has a thrift store on Foothill and Central called A Lot of Good Thrift. Um, it's a great thrift store. And I really honestly get a lot of my clothes from there because it's so <laughs> big. Yeah, lots of memories. What is something that you think most people don't realize about this part of California that's that's really worth appreciating? Hmm. I think it's really green. I think, like, coming back from, like, the city, like, if I take, like, a 30-minute drive up the mountain, like, it's just so green and, like, beautiful mm. and pretty. And even, like, on Euclid, like, that trail is so nice. I don't know. I, I am an outdoorsy kind of girl, so I love all the hikes around there. Yeah. You know, you mentioned hikes. Is there any particular hike that you just find yourself drawn to over and over again and, and, and why? Well, I really like Potato Mountain. I think it's hilarious that it's called Potato Mountain. <laughs> um, 
people always like bring potatoes up the mountain. <laughs> I always do that. We'll get like a potato from the pantry and draw a little face on it and leave it at the top. <laughs> I think it's fun. Other than the name, is there anything else that like uh, draws you to it? I mean, what makes it so special? Oh yeah, the view is phenomenal. It's pretty steep. Like it's a pr- it's a pretty decent hike. Like it's it's popular for a reason because that view is great. Um, but it it takes a bit to get up there. You know, since you grew up in the Inland Empire, I have to ask. Uh, we're having Jerry from Logan's Candies in Ontario on the show a little later on. Oh my god! Have you ever? Yeah, have you ever been to Logan's? And uh, yeah, is there a, if so, okay. So, is there a uh, memory you could share from yeah? There? Well, okay. I I think I went when I was a Girl Scout. Like when I was younger, <laughs> but I recently, um, Logan's Candies, their TikTok account is popping off. I know. They're doing really, really well. I went in a, a month or so ago and they invited me in to make candy with them. So I got to make candy canes and they featured me on their TikTok. I have a little vlog that I'm going to post about it still. Um, yeah, Jerry is awesome. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, that's great. So, Alexa, I read online that you've been writing a bit lately. Uh, what's next for you? What is next for me? Um, well, I, I've been dying to go on a tour. I really want to open for somebody or even do my own headlining. i um, not really sure what that looks like yet, but I've been praying, manifesting all the things. I really want to go see people and, and sing in person and give them hugs to people who've been you know, commenting on my social media for the last several years. But with that comes, you know, more music. So I am working on my debut album. I've done two EPs and I think it's time. So I'm really excited. I've released three songs from the album already. I'm really excited and I think it's going to be a a no skips album is what I've told my fans. No skips. That is so cool. So Alexa, you know, before we let you go, what's one more song you'd be game to play for us? Okay, I can either do temporary on my piano or I can do could have just left me alone on guitar or I can do both. Why don't we do temporary on the piano now and save could have just left me alone for the end of the episode? Yay. This song is called Temporary. Really, it's just about this process of realizing what is love if it's temporary. Here's how it goes.
what you're thinking You weren't good enough for me Those were your words you said at first You couldn't see that if we were still together By now we'd be fighting until we both lost our voices So much for the silent treatment I don't wanna do this as if you wanna do this But you say you're loyal to a fault And I did it, I did it just for me Knew we'd break up So beautiful. Alexa Capelli treating us to a live acoustic version of Temporary Alexa. That was great. This conversation, everything has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us on California Now. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Singer and musician Alexa Capelli's website is alexacapelli.com. That's Capelli with two P's and two L's. Of course, she's on Spotify and Apple Music. We'll be back with more in just a moment. This is California Now. I talk to a lot of small business owners on this show, but I'm not sure I've ever spoken to the owner of a shop founded way back in 1933, until today at least. Logan's Candies in Ontario is a veritable inland empire institution, and lately it's found a new audience to share its mesmerizing candy-making demonstrations, nearly 8 million TikTok followers. This is from a video from late last year starring owner Jerry Rowley making candy canes. All right, everybody, guys, welcome to Logan's Candies. This is the last pass before Christmas here. So welcome. Hope you guys enjoy it. And here we're going to get started. Here we go. So what we have here is a mixture of sugar, water, and corn syrup. That video has close to 2 million likes, and in it, people are crowded past the door watching Jerry make candy canes through the sidewalk windows. Now here to tell us a bit more about Logan's Candies and to take the California questionnaire is the man himself, Jerry Rowley. Welcome to California Now, Jerry. I'm so glad to be here, and I appreciate the invitation to, uh, to talk to you guys this morning. So thank you so much. Absolutely. So, so we just said Logan's Candies was originally founded nearly a century ago. Would you give us kind of a brief overview of its history and, and how long you've been there? Absolutely. Um, so Logan's uh, started in downtown Ontario in 1933, and the Logan family started it, and they ran it until 1974. And in 1974, they actually, uh, a friend of my mom and dad's bought the store from the original owners, and that's how I got involved. And I was actually only 12 at the time. Um, I turned 13 <laughs> about a month later and uh, started working here for them for four years. And then there were a couple different owners over the years. 
And me and my wife, Susie, bought it in 1982. And we've been running it ever since. That's amazing. So for like over 40 years, about 40 years now, you've been you've been running the place. Yeah, just actually October 10th was our 40th anniversary of owning the store. So that's amazing. And, you know, a lot of businesses come and go over the years. Why do you think your shop has been able to stand the test of time? Well, I think people love sweets. That's probably the main thing. I'm, and we're certainly glad for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, we do, you know, we've been making candy the same way, using the same recipes for all these years. Um, you know, we've added a few ourselves, changed a few different things. But for the most part, we just have the exact same recipes and we make a great product and people just love candy. They love to come in and watch it being made. And I think uh, people just love sweets in general. And I think that's what's kept us going over the years. Yeah. I mean, that whole candy making process is really mesmerizing. And as we mentioned in the intro, you know, Logan's Candies lately has really blown up on TikTok. How did that happen? Oh, yeah, that's a great one. My daughter, um, Abby, has been doing our social media for years, and we've been on Instagram and Facebook, and it was a great way to you know, con- uh, talk to your customers and your customer base and let them know what's going on, what products we have, and things like that. Well, about a little over two years and a month ago or so, um, she said, hey, Dad, there's this new platform out there called TikTok, and <laughs> kind of weird, and maybe we should look into it. And I know nothing about it at all. So I said, yeah, let's, let's give it a go. So we did a couple videos and I think it was the second or third video she posted. We got 25 million views and within about uh, 72 hours. And uh, from that point, it was just on. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. What kind of candies do people love watching you make the most? Well, what we're most known for is making our candy canes and ribbon candy, a hard candy. We make actually over 200 kinds of candy that we make here. But that's one of those things that is amazing to watch as well as uh, eat and, and taste the different flavors and things. And of course, obviously with the videos on TikTok, um, yeah, people just love to watch it being made. We, we do it the old fashioned way. Like I mentioned before, the same recipes we've been using for years. But I think people just, uh, when you see the process, and you know, you, I know you've watched some of the videos, just when you see this yellow blob that we pour on the table and we start to work it and work in the colors and the flavors, and as people watch it, they just uh, they become mesmerized and kind of feel like you're there almost. I wish we could put some sort of smell-o-vision through the, <laughs> let them taste it and smell it, because that would really draw them in, so... Yeah, you know, people love their candy. I, I'm a big candy fan myself. When you're around it all the time, I mean, do you still love eating candy? Oh, yeah. I wish I could say no. My dentist will tell you <laughs> I do love candy. Uh, but yeah, we have such a wide variety here of things that we make, uh, even things that we don't make. We carry lots of other candies as well. We carry over, over uh, 700 different kinds of candy at the store here, but about 200 of those we actually make ourselves. But it's just, uh, it's not like working at a donut shop or a pizza place where you're eating the same thing all the time. There's such a variety that it's uh just hard not to find something to want to eat during the day when you're working. So <laughs> it's a nice, a nice perk to have around the, around the, you know, your work area. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, earlier on the show, we had Joel Green of Inland Empire Explorer um, on the show. And he told me while candy canes get a lot of the limelight, the dipped chocolate you guys make is really worth asking you about as well. What, what do you like to tell folks about that? Oh, yeah. The candy canes are like what we're most known for. But chocolate, that's definitely probably still our number one seller. Probably neck and neck now with the hard candy and the, and the chocolate. But we do chocolate covered everything you can imagine. We do make all our own cream centers. We've got 13 different flavors. We roast nuts here. We do turtles, you know, caramel with nuts and we chocolate cover them. Uh, chocolate covered strawberries. You know, we're coming into the, some of the holiday with Valentine's Day and the holiday season. Uh, those are big sellers for us. But uh, yeah, chocolate is just king. We get, use a great chocolate that we use here. And our original recipes, whether it be chocolate covered nut clusters, um, you know, potato chips, like I mentioned, strawberries, Mm. it's just, boy, there's some really delicious stuff here. What is it, do you think, about your approach to chocolate 
do you think makes it stand out? Is it that original recipe that you've had since 1930 something? Oh, our recipes, but I think the key, especially for us being a small business and an old, old fashioned business is the freshness. We make it here fresh, you know, we make it and, you know, we could be roasting the nuts as soon as they cool, we're dipping them in chocolate. And within an hour later, they're going out on the train, they're ready to sell. So mm-hmm. I think just the, the freshness of the product as people try it. And, and we've got great recipes, we've got great caramel, nougat. We make honeycomb has been a big one that's uh, really flown off the a shelf as we've watched it grow on TikTok with people viewing the videos. And it's just a huge seller for us. Now, Jerry, I know you spend a lot of your time at the shop, but what do you like to do when you're when you're not there? Well, uh, I, I love spending time with my family. Obviously, that's always great to do. And, uh, you know, being here in California, there's lots of great places to go and eat and, and things like that. I mean, I do have a sweet tooth, so we uh, I don't eat just candy. I We love to go out and venture out and eat, you know, uh, ice cream treats, uh, baked goods and those kind of things as well. So uh, uh, we just spend time together, our family, maybe go out to dinner, uh, you know, have lunch somewhere. Um, and then just go out and just kind of uh, investigate the area in, 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 our, in our area here in Inland Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are there any places in particular around Ontario or the surrounding you know, area that you particularly like to go to when you can? Well, there's, uh, I've been in, being that we've been in downtown for so long in Ontario here since 1933, there's lots of uh, businesses that are in the area that have been here for not quite as long as us, but there's a, a great pasta place down the street here called Vince's Spaghetti. Uh, you know, I grew up eating that all my life. I've lived in this area in the Inland Empire near the candy store my entire life. And so places like that, we love to go eat there, you know, you get to know the people, um, you, you know, you got, you make good, good connections and uh, become friends with these people. And um, so, yeah, that's one of, one of the places we really love to eat here. And they're really close to the, right here by downtown near us, near our location in downtown here. I mean, Ontario is a fairly, you know, it's not a small town, but I kind of feel like you, that there's definitely a small town vibe around the downtown area. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is now the downtown is kind of they're re- really rebuilding down here. So they're doing great things. Of course, back in the day, you know, this was the place to go before there were malls, before there were, you know, these outdoor shopping malls and things that they have, you know, the big mega malls today that they have. Uh, downtown was the place to be. And we happen to be in that still same area here in the old downtown Ontario. That's really great. So, you know, Jerry, I'd like to turn now to our California questionnaire, if you don't mind. Uh, the, the idea here is we go through the list sort of rapid fire style to get a better sense of what you love about the Golden State. Um, we've done this in the past with Kevin Costner and Cheech Marin and Craig Kilborn and so on. So are you up for it? Oh, absolutely. I just can't, you know, put me in the name of those guys, but uh, yeah, I'll do my best. <laughs> okay, excellent. Okay, here we go. All right. So where do you live and why there? We're in Miraloma. Uh, we're about 20 minutes from uh, the store here where our location is in Ontario. Um, actually, when I married my wife, we've been married for almost 40 years now. Uh, she had horses. She loves animals and horses. So we did live near, we lived in Montclair here uh, um, for about 10, our first 10 years of marriage. But we've been down in Miraloma for about the last 28 years or so. And we do have a couple of horses. We have some a little bit of property. So we have dogs and cats and we've had goats in the past and chickens and everything hmm. else. So that's kind of the tie in there for me. All right, great. What's your greatest California love? Wow. Well, the food, of course, in California. I mentioned that before. I mean, we I, I think we have a, a fine variety of food, you know, from, you know, in and out, uh, you know, if you want a burger, I mean, can't, can't beat that. And then great Mexican food, you know, great. Uh, I mentioned the Vince's spaghetti around the corner from us, uh, you know, lots of good sweets and treats. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, getting away from food for a minute here. I, I maybe I'm hungry. Maybe that's why I'm talking about food. <laughs> yeah. But just, you know, the mountains, the beach. You know, there's so much just within a short driving time. It's just, it's great here, right here in the Empire and in California in general. What's the biggest misperception about Californians? You know, uh, 
I think just the, the friendliness of people. I think sometimes people think, oh, California, you know, they're so busy. But, uh, you know, we find, especially here with our customers and, and the people surrounding us here, we make great relationships. These people have been, you know, we're bringing in second and third generations. They love to watch what we do. I think California people, when they find something special out there that they, you know, they can relate to and that they can watch and see and, and handcraft it and things like that, I think, I think that's kind of a misconception. I think they, they do love that kind of thing. And there's some lots of great friendly people out here. What's your favorite Golden State splurge? Wow. You know, I, I talked about sweets and donuts and, and those kind of things. But, uh, boy, you know, I, I mentioned In-N-Out earlier. But, you know, to get an In-N-Out burger, they're, they're all around us here. So it's not far. You don't have to travel far to get there. You know, nothing better than a nice uh, double-double and some fries and maybe a shake. And, <laughs> and maybe heading out to the Dodger game and enjoying a ball game or something in the meantime. That's always great. There you go. That's great. Okay, let's say it's time for a road trip. Where are you going? Boy, uh, you know, Southern California, lots of great places. I mean, Solvang is a great place to go to. We've been up there many times and, you know, fits right in with the sweet mode and the the Danishes and all those kind of things. But, uh, mm. you know, San Diego, uh, we love to go down that way. You got the beach down there. If you don't want to quite drive that far, you can hit Newport Beach and Huntington and some of those great spots. But uh, I'd say, you know, that we definitely are a beach type family. So that's where we're going to head if we've got a great place to travel to. Nice. If you could decree an official state culinary experience, what would it be? Well, you know, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to go with candy there probably <laughs> because of sweets and candy. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I go back again, boy, you know, between all the food we've got here. I, I think we've got some great Mexican food here. I, and I hear from people that are outside of California. They say that's the one thing they feel is lacking when they're in Arizona, New Mexico, New York, different places. Uh, we got some great Mexican food here. So that's always a great one. Where would you go for the ultimate shopping spree? Boy, that's a that's a tough one as well. Um, you know, we've got lots of great uh, places around here uh, by us, but I mean, uh, oh, you know, I, I, I got to go with food again. Maybe a good food court at a local local mall or something. Uh, in downtown Claremont, which isn't far from us here, there's kind of a trend that's been going on in, in other parts of California where they get a big room and they put multiple foods in there, which is mm-hmm, kind of great. Mm-hmm. So you got a place you can eat in the middle, but you can go to six or seven different areas. And I think something like that's great where you can go, you know, pick up different types of food. You know, I can go there my wife can get something different. My daughter can get something different. And then we can also get the different dessert when we're done and have it all in the same place. And that's always great to do. Best California song. Boy, that's a wide variety. Of course, you know, when you think of California songs, you got to go to the Beach Boys. Uh, but, uh, and I know this isn't a Beach Boys song, but California Dreaming for me, uh, that's one of those songs that, uh, you know, there's great things in California. Of course, when I dream of California, what do I dream of? I dream of candy, so that may be to the Candyman song, but uh, you know, a little uh, little Sammy Davis Jr. there, but uh, but yeah, that just California dream and just all the great things in California that go on. Uh, you can't beat that. <laughs> well, Jerry, this has been really great. Thanks so much for joining us on California Now. Hey, thank you. We appreciate it, and I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you guys in the future. So, thank you so much for your help. Jerry Rowley owns Logan's Candies in Ontario, California. They're online at logan'scandies.com. Their handle on TikTok is Logan's Candies. It's a lot of fun. As always, we'll have links to all the places we talked about on today's episode and lots more on our website, visitcalifornia.com slash podcast. This is California Now. Thank you for listening to California Now. We hope to see you in the Golden State soon. This podcast is produced by Visit California. I'm your host, Satirius Johnson. You can find our show on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like watching Jerry make candy on TikTok or seeing Alexa goof around to her songs, you should really follow Visit California there, too. 
You'll meet insiders who share their favorite local spots, and you can learn about cool attractions like the cozy A-frame cabins, tasty bites, and picturesque hikes around the Inland Empire's mountain town of Idlewild. Check it out. The TikTok handle is at Visit California. Okay, I'll give you one more before I go. This one is called Could Have Just Left Me Alone, and basically it's about wishing that somebody didn't waste your time.